Welcome to the Seek Wilderness Podcast, a platform for outdoor adventures and storytelling, for gaining basic knowledge of hunting, fishing, and woodsmanship. A place to find inspiration to go do epic stuff this week. Seek Wilderness. We're live. Welcome back to Sequel Nurse Podcast. John, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Back in action. Back in action. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. This, uh, as you know, a self filmer, I'm excited about this uh, guest that we have on today. Yeah, dude, this is a good one. I, I guess we could probably call it our first road trip. Can we call it that? Yes. And, um, just to set the expectation for everybody else, uh, we were fed. Yes. Uh, we had a very nice, very nice dinner. So yes. yeah, if you invite, if you invite us out to uh, do a podcast, we expect food. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe a little more beer than what he gave us. Um, yeah, old, heavy, old heavy it's been floating around in a cooler for a couple of years from <laughs> came down from Canada. I don't know. Oh, it was good though. It worked. It worked. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But anyway, this today's guest is a friend of mine. He's been around for a long time, and and uh, John, you got to finally meet him. Um, been, yeah. I've been talking to you about him for a long time. I said, man, this this guy's mm-hmm. legit. He's got a lot of history. He's an industry insider, and mm-hmm. um, man, it's going to be a good one. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of it. It's to me, I, I would call this or title this the all things cameras kind of deal we i mean we go over um self filming tree arms we go over uh i bring up a lot of things because i'm I'm thinking about maybe getting a fleet of cell cams this year and you know how to set up a cell camera i mean that's totally different than just self-filming but he's got a lot of history with that so it was good to have somebody that's ran a couple of different brands and stuff like that i mean what do you think about that yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, um, it, I, I always, I always like, cause I, I don't have like an arsenal of cell cameras or, or anything like that. So anytime mm-hmm. that so, uh, I say that because I'm fairly new in, into that. Um, so anytime mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to listen to somebody talk about, uh, their strategy, um, or, you know, why they chose a, a specific camera over another. Yeah, I, I'm all I'm all ears for that, for sure. So yep. very beneficial there. Yep, definitely. So like I said, uh, Joe has been a friend of mine for a long time. Um, I think one of the things that I hope a lot of people start getting is um, New Jersey is a baiting state. You know, um, a lot of the people that we right. get on from New Jersey, I mean, part of their strategy is baiting. Joe has really been working on, um, right, you know, recently and everything. He's getting real mobile now. Um, he's, he's uh, him and I go back and forth on gear and, and stuff like that. He's, um, gonna, he's trying to get um, a little more mobile. He's going to probably go to s- some more state land and that kind of stuff. But yeah. to be honest with you, you know, Joe's, Joe hunts over bait. Um, I mean, man, some of the killers that we've had on from New Jersey, I mean, I don't know how many we've had on here this fall, a lot of them bait, you know what I mean? It's just one yeah. of those deals. And man, the, the longer you're, you hunt in New Jersey, you kind of realize like, man, 20 years ago when they opened this up as a bait and state, it changed everything. And a 
lot of guys think that if you don't bait, you're not in the game. And man, that's just that's just the way the that it is in New Jersey. You know what I mean? For some yeah. people, um, yeah. I'm trying to go in, yeah. I'm trying to find places around bait piles myself. However, <laughs> yeah. we have <laughs> we yeah we have um, it's it's legal and guys are out there and they're enjoying the wilderness and they're they're using they're using bait piles. So there there's some things also. You know, when we start talking about cameras and trail cameras and, and cell cameras and all that kind of stuff over bait piles that Joe, you, you know, utilizes and, and tells us about some of the things that he, that he looked for when he's, look, you know, got a cell camera on a bait pile. And I think it's pretty beneficial yeah. beneficial for guys that, that do hunt over bait piles and run cell, those cell cameras. Do you agree? Yeah. So, yeah, I do. So if you're, if you're into, if, if you're, Currently using uh, trail cameras or cell, ca- cell, cell cameras, this, this will be really beneficial for you. Um, if you're if you're looking to if you're a young young person just just starting out and you're self filming, um, Joe shares on how he made his way up up into the industry to be like a cameraman and all, and all that stuff. So a lot, a lot of a lot of good uh, nuggets in here. So uh, I think with that we, we'll we'll just jump right into it. What do you think? absolutely so uh, another thing to kind of add to like things that he didn't kind of add he's he's filmed for some um some pretty some pretty big people in the industry as well Mm -hmm. like like i said we would talk about you know some of the things that he's done some of the the platforms he's worked on and everything but um a couple years ago he he hunted for uh or he filmed for um jury outdoors um, who is the cop dog? Mad dog. Uh, yeah. Um, there, there was a cop that was, that's still a part of their process. It was like one of their premier guys. Is that um, right? He was a police officer. I think he's retired now. Uh, I think it's mad dog or something like that. He, he sat in a blind with him for, for almost a week in an outfitter and, and recorded. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Joe, Joe's a pretty cool dude. He's always had really yeah, good connections. Yeah, this a lot of people are going to enjoy listening to some of his stories and just the way that he looks at things. He's very, very technical and dude. He's legit, absolutely yep. legit. So, yeah, I agree with you. Let's let's slide right into the to the conversation with Joe Elboff. All right, we're live. Welcome back to Seek Wilderness Podcast. John? What's up? It's been a while. What's going on? It's been a, been a while there, buddy. <laughs> it's been a while. It's good It's good to uh, finally do something. We are doing this live, so it's good. Um, I, I've, I've talked with some folks that have reached out to me asking if we're still doing the podcast, and it's mm-hmm. just one of those things we, we've just been, we've been hunting, like all you guys and gals. We've been out there hunting, so, and working, and yep. family. It, it's hard, too, to get to, to uh, what? It's hard to draw people in. It's hard to draw people in in the middle of the season too. It's it's hard to even ask people like, "Hey, uh, we we can do a Tuesday. Can you do a Tuesday?" Yeah, right. With everybody's, hunt. I give kudos to the guys that do it weekly. You know mm-hmm. that 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 can have the content that comes out weekly and everything like that. Yeah, but. I think I think they got to do a lot of planning to do that. Most of those are recorded a while, and we had we had a pretty good library built up yep yeah so we we did pretty good at the beginning but yeah well we're back we are and this this week we got uh an old friend of mine joe elbuff he's uh 
We, I mean, Joe, how long do you and I go back? Since the Buck Barn. Six, yeah, the Buck Barn. Yeah. Yeah. How long is that? Uh, 2010-ish to 12-ish, okay. somewhere yeah. in there, probably. Yeah. Okay. Is that about right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I would say, I actually, I think it's longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, because I know, I think that was the outdoorsman's voice time, is mm-hmm. what you're saying. The Buck Barn was a little bit before that, yeah. at least for me. Yeah. Um, but, Yeah. yeah. So for the listeners, we just had a nice meal prepared by Joe and his fiance Amanda, which was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. Some some venison, some deer sausage, summer salad. Yeah, it's a good deal. Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> We're glad to have you guys here because well, you guys you. are definitely doing it right. I love it. I love the content. And it's not even just hunting. Like, you guys are reaching out to everybody, you know, fishermen and yeah. just everything and anything outdoors. I love it. That's a good deal. I'm glad you like it. We we get some pretty good feedback. Yeah, we get people telling us we we suck too. So I mean that's yeah. that's just the way it is. Well, because we do suck for our constructive <laughs> criticism. You know, yeah. I mean, that's all. Most people just say this part sucks. You should try to think about maybe not doing this and doing yeah. that, which is good, especially when in the first couple episodes, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So one of the things that, that has always brought us together, first of all, we we have a passion for shed hunting. Mm-hmm. We shed hunt a lot together. We confer a lot of notes over over uh, the whole year on equipment and everything else. But um, one of the things that probably is the original thing that kind of brought us together was uh, self-filming and, and yeah. filming. Um, you know, I've mentioned before in other podcasts that I used to film a little bit here and there, do some self-filming and film buddies and stuff like that. Never took it to any sort of level, but you took that whole thing and yeah yeah and took it to a really about as i would say if you're we're talking about baseball you're a big baseball fan you you took it to i would say right in the 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 triple a of of you know one step away from being on national television you probably could have took it to national television if that was something that would have enticed you but right um yeah i mean for me you know i don't i don't think we ever ever even really talked about it but I remember on the Buck Barn, mm-hmm. um, there was you and Joe Pio. There was a couple other guys, too. Yeah. But I, I specifically remember the two of you guys. Um, and I understand it better now because, you know, we've talked about certain segments of it. But back then, I just remember you guys were putting out this content. And I'm like, man, I want to be like these guys. You know what I mean? Right. And for me, I know uh, once I had accumulated some some of my content and some of my footage, I had initially reached out mm-hmm. to you and to Joe. Yeah. And you guys were you know both took me under your wing and and showed me a whole nother side of things that i didn't even know existed with you know outdoor production and, and filming and stuff like that so. yeah i think you took it to a completely different level well, after that but yeah dude yeah yeah you uh you've always been able to put some really good stuff together and i, I think you're it. yeah your editing style you have your own style and it's it's pretty cool thanks i, lo- I love watching your stuff Yep. It's, yep. it's tough, though, because, like, you know, when I'm a deer hunter, right? So mm-hmm. you film however many deer hunts, and, you know, I just feel like the white-tailed deer has just been filmed and stories and, you know, the creativity. Where it, how many how many different ways about it can you tell a story about a deer? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's for me, you know, yeah. it's, I've, I've kind of hit a ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know, when I have kids someday, that, that will be another story, yep. you know, but it's just... 
I just kind of like fizzled out with it, you know, because I just ran out of uh, creativity, I guess, and, yeah. and some other things too along the lines of. Well, I'll tell you what, though, you think about like some of our, uh, you know, you and I turkey hunting a little bit. I got some stuff on video real quick when I started video recording, and then me and you kind of can, you know spoke about it and I think we hunted together a couple of times just going over camera setup and everything but you came up with like the four angle thing yeah. on the decoy yeah the Bermuda Triangle yeah, the Bermuda Triangle when yeah that, turkey yep. set off. that with, was with the cool. GoPros and that turkey head video I mean that made that made some big, pretty big news that year it's funny you say that because that's that's like my most popular video it probably is and I could care less about turkeys yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? so I you know I, I want to be known for, for a deer hunting story really but yeah. but that is kind of what took off I mean mm-hmm. and I got lucky because uh, that same bird came in and I couldn't get the they were GoPros and I yeah. couldn't get the Wi-Fi to connect yeah. and um I let him. I let him walk off, and he went and did his little thing. And about an hour later, I called him back in, and luckily everything connected, and, and I, I was able to get it. So that was epic. It was footage. wild. I think Muzzy used that a yeah, little bit too, did. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So did yeah. you start off just self filming, and then kind of progress, like share that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so how I really started off was I just had like this fanny pack with like a Walmart Sony Handycam. Yeah. And I would, you know, I would film me walking in. And then I would climb up the tree and I would just, you know, turn it back like we do a selfie now. And I would just say the date and my name and South Jersey and, and here we go kind of thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, put it away on my fanny pack and deer would come in. I would take it back out, film the deer, put it back, shoot the deer, turn the camera back on. And mm-hmm. and that was kind of what I did. And then, like I said, I reached out to these guys. Mm-hmm. I never knew of, you know, tree arms and mm-hmm. second angles and post-production and, and just all the industry side of things until, like I said, I ran into Todd and Joe. Yeah. And then that is for me I, I just always wanted to be able to produce that yeah and and that and I, I ran with it you yeah know? yeah so well think about this think about the way styles have changed and what YouTube has done so YouTube guys we were using YouTube in those days mm-hmm. you know what I mean to put some stuff up but a lot of times like if you were working with somebody that had sponsors something you couldn't just dump it on YouTube you had to hold it back to get right. it someplace where where you could use it as a sponsor thing or you know and that, that kind of thing but like you said, turning the camera back on yourself. Yeah. That did become popular. Right. You couldn't do that on, on uh, if you were trying to get your stuff on a TV show. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to sit there and look at you record look, with a GoPro or right. you know, turn the camera on yourself or, right. or whatever. You know what I mean? That's That totally changed when YouTube became the primary way of, of getting rid of on footage or well, just, your, even you, technology I mean think about the camera that you you know initially started out with yeah I you had know, a GL1 and, and today's stuff now I mean it's all Wi-Fi connected it's instant you can yeah. I mean you can grab a GoPro and just go right live on YouTube with your hunt yeah. you know for the most part um, and that was where I started you know so um, and it benefited me right. you know that, that stuff benefited me um, but the, the true heroes are guys that were running what are they mini DV tapes or what are they yeah those were GL they were like a, like an 8 millimeter or some crap like that I think I can't remember what it yeah. was but yeah it was uh, it was different way different and to try to get that off a of tape to get it onto a computer to be able to edit it and it was oh right. my goodness plus I'm, I'm sure they like the editing platforms like all the post-production is not like what it is today it's very user-friendly for the yeah. most part i yeah. mean there's a lot of advanced there, you probably can get an app on your phone that was better than what we were using 10 years ago and then think <laughs> on a computer yeah. you know what i mean like like i'm self-taught youtube yeah. back then there was no youtube like you like you had to go to school yeah. for that you know mm-hmm. now anybody anybody can do it you know so that's yeah. kind of how i was so i i've 
I stopped video in this year for, for a number of reasons, but the three prior years, it was, it was I was just kind of figuring out as I went, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I mean, I knew a little bit to be able to do the, the, the two angle, just a GoPro looking at me in, in, in the saddle and then, you know, the camera for whatever else. But I definitely can uh, empathize with you as far as just learning, trying to figure everything out. And I guess, like, oftentimes you might hear, listen to other podcasts, like if there was something you could tell somebody, maybe there's this you know 15 or 16 year old out there that's that's wanting to get into it like what what would be something you could share to like flatten that curve a little bit for for that person to speed up the the, the process yeah um that's a great question um I mean, for me, YouTube is my best friend. Yeah. Um, but there's also been influential people that have been out there um, that I just up and, you know, whether I DM'd them, text messaged them, mm -hmm. like, hey, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. Can mm -hmm. you help me out? And I want to say 99.9% .9 of the time, people have, you know, given me positive feedback and have helped me. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there and you're trying to create and, and, you know, put something together and you look up to somebody, feel free to um, reach out. You know, yeah. reach out to these people. I don't care if it's hard. Heartland bow hunter. I don't care if it's me. You know yeah, what I mean. Just Joel, reach sir, out. Joel Sir, I think answer a lot. Yeah. Did, did you ever reach out yeah. to Joel Sir? Yeah. 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 yeah I, don't, I don't necessarily like to name drop too much, but yeah. You know, it just doesn't. You know, it doesn't hurt to reach out to people that you look up to to try to accomplish what you're trying to do. The point is, like yeah. people, people are willing to help. Yeah. yeah. And for are. the most part, I think if you've been doing anything for a long time, if it's trapping or fishing or time flies or whatever, yeah. after you've been doing it for a while and you had some success, yeah. at, at some point. Right. Somebody else comes in and asks you. It's a respect thing for one for them to ask you, and for two, like, why would you want to keep it at a certain point? Why would you want to keep everything like, like go learn yourself, man? I had to learn the hard right. way. You know, yeah. most people are like, it'd be nice to have a few people out there that you know, the part of your legacy is to pass on some yes. of the information that you've learned. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like everything you learned didn't you didn't learn it all. There's some people that share something with you right. you know what I mean so it's not fair for you to keep it either right. you know at a certain point yeah and you I know? think just to follow up on that too just be yourself you know as much as you want to recreate what you see on TV or, or whatever it is that you're watching you know just stay true to yourself yeah. you know what I mean you develop your own style and that's kind of what makes you you yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. Well, what do you what do you say to that that kid that's got some stuff but he's afraid to put it on he's afraid somebody's gonna say something to him if he puts it on YouTube or it's going to yeah. happen, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's there's negative Nancys around every single corner in life, mm -hmm. right? So there's there's people that are going to hate on you because you killed an A pointer. There's going to be people that hate on you because you kept your tag because you're wishing for something better. Mm -hmm. you know, the the bottom line is you just gotta you gotta do it. Put it out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and you're only going to learn from your mistakes. You're only going to learn from doing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I was. I remember there was one video. I had killed a deer. Um, I called him Fight Clover, I think it was, and I did a recreate of me drawing the bow back, and I didn't have the arrow on, you know, and I got called out for it. Yeah. But it's just, it's part of the game. I didn't, you know, the yeah. deer came in, I wasn't ready, but I needed that angle. So it, yeah. it is yeah. it is a, a hard <laughs> truth of what you do yeah. with filming. And So one of, the, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, when you're back 15 years ago or whatever, when you were trying to get stuff that was on TV, Half the stuff that you've seen on TV, except for the animal, it's the right. actual animal was all recreates yeah. and B-roll. Yeah. It, it was all like, there. if you killed a deer and had some success, the first thing your cameraman was going to tell you is, okay, let's redo it. Mm -hmm. No matter if he got it, there wasn't 14 cameras 
on you at the time. There might have been the GoPros were ju- the, the GoPros were just starting to come out, right. and people. There's only a couple of shows that embraced the GoPro for a while on TV. Mm-hmm. You, well, you know what I mean? And so there wasn't a second angle that was working. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like there was a cameraman, and that was it. Yeah. And then all the, the second angle started coming in. Yeah. You know, I remember when I got caught with that arrow because it, it does stick out a lot to me. I remember that. I remember it was on the Buckmore, as a matter of fact. I think so. Yeah, yeah. There, I there's a local what, guy that had been producing. For a long time, yeah, producing DVDs, and yeah. he picked it up right away. That's why I started running so many cameras because I wanted it to be as real and true mm-hmm. as possible. Um, because, like you said, if you're just running one camera or even two, sometimes even five cameras, they all don't connect. Something you might not get the shot, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And it, the reality of it is, you have to recreate that scene. And I challenge anybody that you know wants to d- dispute. Oh, well, you shouldn't be recreating. Well, then grab some cameras and go film your hunt because that's that is the reality unless you're running all these cameras and that's what i try to do and you're not gonna have much content if you're if all you're doing is your interview coming in your interview after the track job and whatever you were able to capture by yourself on on camera when the deer came in and you shot it right right there it's gonna be a very boring thing if you don't have some things where you you know unless you have a lot of cameras working and yeah now did you eventually get to the point to where you were recording others or others were recording you or was it always just yeah i know this is going to sound pretty crappy um at least here locally uh, nothing against todd or joe or any of the guys that that helped raise me um i think scheduling would be um where my answer would be for that but i just never really trusted anybody here to film me um but yeah i I jumped in a tree all the time with people Um, and that's kind of where i'm at now like i've stopped self-filming just um it's mainly a lot of work and and it's taken away from the hunt for me yeah you know um but yeah uh, anybody that picks up the phone and they're like, hey, man, would you film me? Uh, I, I'm all about it. Yeah. You know, because then I can focus on filming and, and enjoying it through the lens as opposed yeah. to trying to wear both hats. But you know? so, so relating that to a self-filmer with three, four, five cameras or somebody recording them, uh, obviously, I would say the advantage is having somebody in the tree with you. 100 is going to be. Yeah. 100%. So much better. Well... I think that, and Joe, cut me off here if you don't believe or agree with this. However, I think if you have it, if you have this, the hunt situation kind of bottled up where you got an idea of what's going on there, it's just a matter of time and you can pound it out on that stand Mm -hmm. and just kind of wait for the right wind. Yes, I do think that your percentages with two people, two ground sense and everything else, if you're doing it in, in a non, yeah. you know, controlled environment type type of thing, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To double the scent, double the ground scent, everything else makes it harder. You're going to be, you're going to have to put a lot more time in yeah. to get the quality footage. Yeah, and de- definitely. That, that is a good point. Um, and if you look at, if you watch TV, yeah, you're watching people that are on manicured farms for the most part, you know, um, you know, um, but yeah, I, it, it it's tough you know it's it's tough um to have success running two people because now like you said there's double the scent double the noise you know double the movement two people hide, yeah yeah but in in terms of quality of content 100 percent. yeah now you're looking down the barrel of the gun down the barrel of the earth down yeah. the, the arrow you know you're getting that look that real tree captured back in the 80s that made them who they are and they and they still do it you know self-filming you're not getting that you know, it's it's there's like a disconnect when you're when you're self filming yeah. in terms of what you're seeing on the TV yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. I, I look back at some of the self filmed hunts that I was able to capture, and they seem 
relatively easy at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got out of uh, compound hunting for the last few years, and then I tried to get. I, I had to. I was kind of forced back into having to use a compound this year with a rangefinder with big heavy arrows. So there's a big arch. Mm-hmm. I got to kind of know the distance right now with the with the setup I got because there's my old ten. 10 yard gaps or like five yard gaps with these arrows and 45 pound compound you know what i mean like i got to kind of i had some deer come in a a couple weeks back and it was a crap show trying to 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 get them ranged and everything you know i don't think i would have been able to run i don't know right now i could run a camera especially out of a saddle i don't think that i could run a, a, a camera and, and try to kill a deer right now. It, it'd be hard. Right. But it was seemed easy in my, my 30s and my 40s. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? It seemed butter. Like, I always told people it's not as hard as people try to make it out. It's not that hard. It's one more step, really, is all you really got to do. I always, I always just prioritize the shot, the, the bow shot over getting it on camera. I mean, getting it on mm-hmm. camera was just a nice to have for me. Because, I mean, I'm just just doing it for memories, basically. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And if it helps somebody along the way, great. But, yeah. Um, Todd and I were having a conversation. He's like, because there's, there's a long story short, hit a buck. He's like, did you even get it on camera? I'm like, no. I said it came to my weak side. Didn't have time to, to move it over. I said, but that's that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sacrifice the opportunity to take that animal just to move a camera. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off of that. I mean, aside from some other things like with the industry side of you know stuff. Every time I killed a deer, you know, people were like, did you get it on film? It, that was like the first thing that they would ask. Yeah, yeah. Not like, congratulations. Well, your film buddies. Yeah, yeah, most yeah, most yeah, of your yeah, film buddies, yeah, yeah. Though, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like, it, you know, and it's like, no. And then some other people take it to another level. It show people, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, well, you're better than that. And it's like, you just get to a point where like, I don't care about TV. I don't care about the sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I just care about hunting and punching right. my tag on a deer that I've been after all summer long right. or for years, right. you know. And then the other side of it is just the amount of work that you that you put in, you know. Um, you don't kill a deer every single time you go hunting, right? Right. So just think about how many times you lug all the equipment in, yep. you set it all up to break it all down for an unsuccessful hunt. And then I come back home and I, and I overanalyze everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you know, did I did I tighten the ratchet strap too loud? Is that what happened? You know what I mean? Just little things like yeah. that and it starts eating yeah. away at me instead of being stealthy and yeah. tactical and stuff yeah. like that. So, and that was it. And that doesn't even include like the time for organizing all the clips, the editing and all that. There's a lot that comes, yeah. that comes into it for sure. Yeah. yeah. So as you developed, we're we're exactly. I mean, I think you were on a like a streaming service yeah. channel, right? Yeah. So I um, kind of explain how that whole thing. You know, I started off uh, working with a couple shows, um, which you know they, it was good, um, but it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I like. I am a gear guy, gear junkie, right? Yeah. So I like using what I want to use, mm-hmm. and to be under the the threshold of somebody else of a TV show telling me I have to shoot this bow and this broadhead and it just wasn't for me not that I didn't believe in those products it just wasn't what I wanted to right. use so I decided to create my own brand uh, which was Mainframe Media and I started that with a, with a good friend named Ray and um we ran with it for a little bit. We brought in our own sponsors. Um, we got on Carbon TV uh, for a little bit, and we brought on some other people. Um, and then it just it did quickly kind of fall apart, just for differences of opinions as far as sponsorships, and you know people weren't really 
I don't want to say putting in the work, but they were more worried about obtaining a sponsorship as opposed to going and getting together and doing the, the B-roll stuff, the interview stuff, and mm-hmm. putting out a quality finished product. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was it. Um, and then after that, I Amanda and I, my fiance, we started my, our own thing. We used to call it Chasing Whitey. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was fun. Uh, it was a totally different style. Um, back then, I did a lot of short film, episode-based content. This mm-hmm. was like instant kind of like what the hunting public does now um it was just you know we went out we whether we saw something we didn't we we uploaded an episode um but this was the knife in the back for me i really exposed myself where i was hunting what i was doing and and i and i just i was done you know i was done i was i'm like what am i doing this for am i really doing this for me or am i doing it to appease other people while they're just spying on me yep and i was like this it's not worth it you know and that's one of the reasons on my list that's why i backed away yeah so and it's a shame that it has to go that route but you know when you have you know lone wolf stands being stolen spartan camera uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. cameras being stolen and just yeah. because they seen what tree they knew the tree, yeah, and everything yeah, that yeah. you were in, or and then you get a text message, you know, your truck's parked somewhere, so now they know that you're there, so all they got to do is just yeah. find a way to get in there somehow, and yeah, you know, it's just it's just not worth it, you know, yeah, so so there's some downsides to filming your there own are stuff. there yeah. are yeah listen it's it's a great thing there's many benefits you know whether it's you just want to you know go back and show family and friends yeah. whether you're doing it for another reason to get out in the industry or even just shop placement you know what i mean where did yeah. i hit where did i hit that yeah that's at? that's a real good point you know? you know yeah um there's definitely major mega benefits to it it's just when you start killing deer and you start putting it out there year in and year out, people start paying attention, yeah. and then they really start zoning in on you, and, yeah. it does, and it just takes all the fun away from it. Yeah, you know? so I can see that. It was like a journal for me too. Like over the last three years, I could go back and because I put it, put date stamps and you know every clip as the days changed and whatnot, and you know could see what the wind was doing through history and just kind of yeah. instead of writing everything down because I'm terrible at that or even entering it into an app. I was like, oh, I got my videos for that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You do get the the bug every once in a while. This I do. Yeah, I know you I do. do. We'll, She'll we'll tell you. Yeah. Every now and then, I'm like, man, I want to get back into it, mm-hmm. into this. Like, I, yeah. I still have some connections with some of my sponsorships, and you know, they're like, man, we really need to see some stuff from you. Like, you know, you, you used to put out some good stuff, and it makes you feel good because you're, yeah. You know, everybody wants to sure. be wanted. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so, like, I don't know. Some days. I want to do it, and then there's other days where I'm just like, ah. Got to get a team together. You got to get a plan together. Yeah. Get, get some people that have the same fire that you have. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Sorry, my dog. That's Stop. Right. <laughs> hey. So sorry about that. <laughs> Part of life, man. What's that? You can edit this. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Sorry about that. Just a problem. So. So that that's one one thing. Like having a group of people, um, especially if you want to like try to grow grow something. You know, working with a team of people that are all out capturing content. Mm-hmm. That's a one man show. I found that pretty discouraging. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't do it. But again, I just had to go back to why I started. And why I started was to to see how I progress as a hunter. To also, because I have, you know, I'm an, I'm an older dad. I got a six-year-old and a two-year-old. That's my library. They'll always have that to look at, you know. 
if if anything were to ever happen to me, they would always have that to look at, kind of passing on that passion down to them. Yeah. So. Those are the moments that make filming worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't even imagine the day that I have kids and mm-hmm. I film, you know, my son or daughter's first successful hunt or yep. even just any hunt in general. Yep. You know, that's what I, that's what motivates me now. Yeah. You know, it used to be just getting the deer I was after on film. Mm-hmm. But like I said, once you do that a couple times, it kind of wears thin on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I agree. Getting the right group together, everybody on the same mindset that wants to put in the work to put out a quality product. Yeah. Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah. You know? And like you said, if you, if you set up a team... Well, one guy's job might not be the hunter. <laughs> he might be the you know, a couple of camera people and this and that. Some guys just have a better presence on the on the camera than others anyway. You know what I mean? And then there's one guy that can call and sell you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you had a, if you built a team like that, then it almost becomes like a marketing, yeah. a whole marketing thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. what it is for me. I don't like being in front of the camera. I like being behind the camera. I like running it, all the stuff up in the in the laboratory up there, creating everything. Yeah. Like that's that's where I shine. You know, right. like you, I, I say it a million times. You would be unbelievable in front of a camera. You're a wealth of knowledge. You have that presence. You know. I got a face for podcasts. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's why we're here. <laughs> that's good. Good. I kind of do like the podcasting, though. I mean, they're still editing, but not nearly as much. But right. it, it achieves it achieves the desire to pass on uh, knowledge. You know, le- legacy. We talk a lot about legacy. Yeah. Um, and and really to meet meet people in our basically our backyard mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that that are just pa- as passionate as, as us and it really what it's showing is is like there are some really good people within this tight-knit community of, of hunters oh yeah there's some sure. really bad people too mm-hmm. <laughs> they come out For they, sure. you know you know what i mean they come out in the comments but mm-hmm. um it's good to see it's good to see that yep. so there's good people in all aspects of life yeah so when you talk about a guy that you work with it's a butthead He's a butthead at work. He's a butthead if he was a deer hunter too. Yeah, he's, he's going to be the same guy that nobody wants to be around at work. He's the same way around his family. They probably don't want to be around him. And he's the same way when he goes deer hunting. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Around those people. Yeah, there's just bad. Yeah. you know people that are bad. See, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But there's good people too. Yeah. I, I've met a lot of good people, and, and John, you're you're meeting some of the some of the people that I've ran into over the years of. Hunting and stuff and hanging yeah. out in South Jersey, so it's yeah. it's a good deal. So another thing um, that we were talking about is I know I have a lot of questions about cell cameras, and you've been running them for a while. Yeah, um, and you you manage a, a few different farms and and, and places mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and you've done really well with it, and you're really good with that that side of of hunting. Yeah. You know, with cell cameras, old. 35 you probably brand 35 millimeters back in the day I did you ever no you never had I no. have a few no. Moultrie was my first camera was it had. and that was an SD it was like an I-45 or something I don't yeah. remember exactly what yeah. it was okay but you've been running cells for a few years now and yeah. I think you run a couple of different brands or you've ran a few different brands yeah if I'm correct on that so for the guys that are out there like myself that went through the SD I went through 35 millimeter to SD very few of them. I've never really liked cameras. I, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of good things and bad things about it. But this year here, I'm going to probably be spending a lot of time on the road to hunt. Mm-hmm. If my plan goes the way it goes for this year, I'm not going to have a lot of local stuff. It's going to be a lot of drive time to get to some of my spots. I'm probably going to get a small fleet of of SD uh, or uh, cell cameras. Mm-hmm. So 
for a person that's been running for a few years, there's probably a lot of people in my position that have never really ran them, see, can see the benefits of them, mm-hmm. maybe ethically or whatever they they might you know, whatever right. you know what I mean but there's a lot of guys out there that w- at least think a couple of cameras if you're not like putting a million of them out there mm-hmm. there's nothing really unethical about them um, what are some of the things that, that guys are should be looking for if you were just completely new into it, like say me you know I've heard other people talking about it and I've seen friends that run them but I really have never even picked a box up at, at Cabela's to look at one and read anything about them mm-hmm. What yeah. are some of the things that you should be looking for? Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer, and this goes with everything, not even just in the hunting world, um, but you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, there's a lot of brands out there. Um, and there, there are some cheaper models that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the first thing you would want would be like a, a plan, a friendly based plan, right? So where they get you is, you know, they give you an allotted amount of pictures, you know, just say a thousand pictures a month and you're paying for that. And then there's other brands out there where it's unlimited, yeah. right? So it depends on your style of hunting. If you're somebody that's running a camera over a bait pile, you're going to need a plan that's got a lot of... A lot of data, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just putting them on runs or you're putting them on scrapes, you know, I'm not saying that you're not going to get a lot of pictures, but you're not going to get a lot of pictures. Like no, it's not going to be a quantity. It's yeah. not going to be that right. bulk. So you got to figure out what your end goal is with these cameras, like who you are as a hunter and what mm-hmm. you plan on using them for, right? That would be the first thing. Um, the next thing is, you know, batteries, right? Um the main purpose of a cell camera is to put it out and never touch it again. Right. Just rely on the intel that you get back on your phone or through your email. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these cameras, if you're not running lithium batteries, it's over. You know, your camera lasts a couple of weeks, and now you got to go in there and change out the batteries again. Right. Okay. Right. Um, some of these cameras. Here goes my dog again. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, some of these cameras, they have an integrated. Um, uh, lithium battery in them. So I, I run Spartan cameras. Okay. okay? Uh, shameless plug, plug for them. Uh, I do have a little bit of a sponsorship deal with them. But they have an integrated um, lithium battery along with the lithium AA batteries. So you're getting double the lifespan okay. out of that camera. So you got an onboard battery, rechargeable right. battery, right. and then you have also external that you can, you can put in. Okay. Correct. Um, I don't know this to be a fact, but it probably has to be a fact this day and age. They probably all hook up to some sort of solar panel system, whether it's made from the company or a second, you know, a third market company, whatever. Right. Um, but that's another thing to look for. Like I said, I'm sure they all... But then again, that's going to be what kind of cover you're putting it in as well. If there's right. a lot of canopy, you're probably not going to get a lot of sun, right? Yeah. you got to get it in the sun. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the solar panels. I have them. Well, I use them on some of my, you know, open field spots and stuff like that where, you know, maybe a, a trail camera they they're conditioned to seeing a trail mm-hmm. camera year after year after yeah. year but if it's a certain buck that i'm after and it's not like on a bait pile or, or some sort of food source like a scrape or a run mm-hmm. i'm not running a solar right. panel you know i'm trying to i'm trying to hide that camera as much as i can uh, but getting back to the question i would say the last thing and probably to me would be the most important thing would be some of these cameras have um, onboard like GPS. Mm-hmm. Um, your lower models, they're not going to have that. Your cheaper models, they're, they're not going to have that. But Spartan has it in their in their Ghost Cam and their Go Live Cam. Um, I know Reconyx has it, you know, and it's awesome. Like I can jump on my app right now and I can 
literally show you where my cameras are at right oh, now so, so for security bank. for yeah, right great idea. right and if you went out there and picked it up and walked away with it we're going to watch where you're going with my camera that's it and then call the game warden mm-hmm. and then he's going to go knock on your door and get my camera back yeah. you know what i mean and and you can't beat that because right. here you are you're investing i don't care if it's 100 hours or if it's 500 yeah. hours you're investing this money in something that you want to work for you and like you said there's there's bad people everywhere mm-hmm. theft happens and now you're out. You know what yeah. I mean? So those would be the things. Uh, a plan friendly, a, a friendly plan, mm-hmm. um, you know, battery life, onboard battery maybe, and then obviously the GPS. Okay. Picture quality, I'm not. Yeah. Every every camera's taking a decent picture yeah. these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's really it. You know, and then your budget, you know, whatever yeah. whatever your budget is. We, we did talk about like uh, like providers and stuff like that so those plans does it matter if you're verizon or anything like that not necessarily i mean for me you know i'm is is, you know the first part of this podcast was about cameras but Mm -hmm. i'll tell you right now i'm not a tech guy you know i'm youtube based you know i I learn on the fly so for me i want a seamless plan i run verizon so i want verizon cameras now when i was guiding out west in illinois i guess where my spartan verizon cameras were they were home because Verizon doesn't work out there. It's oh, like really? Cellcom and AT and T. That's it. So you know, but I think generally, you know, if you get cell signal, whether it's T Mobile, mm-hmm. AT and T, Verizon, whatever it is, you know, you're you're going to be okay. And they make booster antennas or whatever. But I've never really had any issues on we, from a South Jersey point of view. Yeah, we have pretty good coverage. Yeah, it, I just think if you, you go Verizon, or you Verizon, yeah, Verizon. I have AT and T. Very little problems with it. Yeah, if you if you go to a part of the country where you know AT and T, they don't have a tower, right. Verizon, you know right. whatever the case may be, then you're going to be in trouble. Now another shameless plug for Spartan, they just came out with this new camera that um, it, it like integrates, like you can switch whatever provider is there. It'll find it. Yeah, whatever signal yeah. is stronger, it picks yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, it's That's it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. so. From a basic point of view, if you were to buy a, a cell camera, mm-hmm. what are some of the things? Obviously, you're going to need batteries. Mm-hmm. There's an Lithiums. SD card. Yeah. Lithiums. And there's an SD card that you have yeah. to have on. Even though that's a cell phone, there is some storage that has to happen, too. Because you're going to, from what I've been kind of picked up, you, you don't send every picture necessarily right like you don't have to right no so you can um, so setup wise it depends like, on how the app is formatted so you know like i got a buddy who you know his his wife got tired of the pictures going off all the time overnight so he schedules it at i don't know, just say noon yeah. where all the pictures come in you know whether it's 100 or 500 they all come in at noon you know my pictures we could be sitting here right now and if my camera goes off i'm getting it yeah. i want to know it's real time the, right you know um but that's preference you know mm-hmm. and i I would like to say that they're probably all capable of doing it like that. Yeah. You know, um, but lithium batteries, I strongly recommend lithium batteries. Um, if you want to get to the most out of the cell camera yes. and, and why you have a cell camera in the first place right. of not having to go in there and, and booger up a place yeah. all the time. Something else some people might not even realize is, um, you know, you could put an 8 gigabyte card in there. Actually, I, I take that back. You might not even be able to use an 8 gigabyte card. Some of these cameras require like a 16 or a 32 gigabyte class 10 card. And you want that though because you want the space, number one, mm-hmm. and you want the efficiency. You know what I mean? Um, so at the I don't I don't delete all my pictures. Um, I know I'm, I might be a little bit different than most people, but 
when I go in to like change out my batteries when I have to, mm-hmm. or if I just take my camera down and relocate it, I swap SD cards yeah. just in case I miss pictures that I didn't get on my phone. Number one, um, because that is a possibility. Right. And also, like I like to index everything. Mm-hmm. I have up on my computer. I have every year, actually every deer. Like if I'm chasing a specific deer, I make a file folder. You know, for him, homeboy. 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, 2021, right. and I keep all the pictures. You know what I mean? Good, I like that. Like, like, where were you coming from? Did I get you on bait? Did I get you on a scrape? You know, yeah. and I, I wind in, direction. I index everything that way. Yeah. Um, so you want that space? You know, you don't want to. I don't want to have to delete pictures. I, you know, until I physically bring them home, and then I can delete them. I still go through them at the end of the okay. year. That also would go back as far as the SD card to, to what it's set up on Num- number of pictures that you're like. I, I've had like one of the first cameras I got three years ago. I think the SD card is like fourteen percent, but I'm I, do, I get it sent to me instant. I get one sent to me just to make sure it's still there. The camera's still there at seven thirty in the morning, right? I get a camera saying, "Okay, it's working. Everything's good." And then I have it set on instant, and then if it's a squirrel or a bird or whatever, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll delete it as, mm-hmm. as, it, as I go. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then I, I have the go live model um, also. So what that is, is we can go in there right now and watch what's going on. So if I'm chasing a specific deer, whenever that deer, when I get a picture of that deer, I back out and I go into the go live mode. And now I hit record because I want to know everything. Oh, that's about, cool. Yeah, I want to know everything that's about cool. this deer. I want to know what deer he doesn't associate with. Is he is he picking up on the camera? Mm-hmm. You know, which way does he walk off? Does he walk off but then circle back a different way, back into frame? So it's kind of like a ring camera. That exactly, moment. exactly. So mm-hmm. I want a big card because if yeah. I'm if I'm chasing you, trust me, buddy, I'm I'm watching everything you do. You right. know what I mean? Now <laughs> so, you're, getting, you're getting everything sent to you in video format or, or still it's picture? Ha- it's however I want it. Yeah, it's however I want. Yeah. yeah, that that camera. It, there's nothing you can't do with that yeah. camera. Yeah, I love it. Um, like I said, I mean, I could go into it right now, and you know, it's probably just an empty, right, empty frame. Right. So, to me, I'm just trying to think. I'm thinking out loud here. So for that there, that's that's kind of a a, a bait pile camera. You're not doing that on a scrape. Well, I am. You're doing on scrapes too. I would say primarily on a scrape. Yeah, really. Only, only. So automatically, if I have a camera that's designated for a scrape, I'm not doing pictures. It's on video. It's all video. It's on the longest video possible that so it, that it will give me. It, yeah. I want to know again. I want to know everything. I want to know the direction that you came from. I want to know the direction you're going. Were you with somebody? Was there a doe present? You know, because there's audible things that you'll hear too. He'll be licking that licking branch, and then you'll hear, you know, footsteps in the background. Okay. You know. So again, that live camera. If, if it's you that I'm after, I'm yeah. going into the live mode and I'm right. just documenting everything. I'm just, I'm literally sitting here doing whatever, playing with my dogs, eating dinner, whatever, mm-hmm. watching TV. But now I'm focused on you, you know, without. <laughs> and, and it records that to, <laughs> yep. in live mode, you can record it. Yep. But you just hit the button like you would hit a camera button. Yeah. Yep. The, the same, record. the same thing that comes up on your, on your app is the same thing that comes up on the live view. So if I want to take it, like it. Uh, this is going to sound corny, but if the sun's perfect and the grass is green and the, you know, and, yeah. and the buck turns his head in such a majestic way, I could just hit picture. Let me take a picture real yeah. quick so I could upload it to social media or whatever. whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Or again, you know, more seriously, if I want to video record you, mm-hmm. you know, I can do that as well. I could stop it, you know, whatever, whatever I want to do. I wonder if some of the other brands, you know, like the reveals and stuff like that, if they do, they have that. I don't because I mean they're 
from what I've been told, they're pretty solid. They cell, are cell cameras, but they, they probably don't have all those options. I don't think that they do. I don't. I don't know that for a fact because right. I never really had my hand on one. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, don't have. That. I use self cams, but I don't have it. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it is. It is. <laughs> it's badass. I mean, yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. Like, and you just learn so much about that deer yeah in in that 20 seconds to one minute of footage you know um and it also sucks too because you're like damn i should have been in a tree you know what i mean typically run them all year round like what's your what's your i i do um so like todd said i you know i like to shed hunt so okay um i like watching the deer you know if there's a deer i'm after once he drops I want to know when I should go yeah. in after him. Todd, I, come on, come on, me and Matt are walking. Yeah, you, you yeah. coming? Yeah, nice. Yeah, so. We do, we do a lot of walking together. Yeah. Three. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Just yeah. looking around, it's piles, so piles of sheds around yeah. here. That shed hunt we had last year was it was sick at our buddy's place. That was sick. Yeah, man. we were we were literally like tripping over shed antlers. It was that was good. It was. I haven't um, had a good day like that in a long no. time. And now you, you mentioned you mentioned out of state. So do you do you run your cameras out of state? Yeah. Also. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be leaving for Ohio um, this weekend, and I'm going to bring a little arsenal with me. Um, a couple buddies. Okay, so they're not there now, but when you go out there, you'll they'll be there. You'll do some scouting. You'll yeah. put them up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they will be there. Are you going out there hunting? Yeah. Yeah. They they they, they talk me into doing the the gun hunt out there. So I'm going to go. Um, I'm going, you know, if I have a bad day where, you know, my shoulder says, hey, you're not going to be able to climb a stand or whatever, then I'm not going to hunt. But, yeah. you know, I am going to get out of this house for a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah, you're fi- finally at a recovery area where you can kind of yeah get, get a little more mobile. Just do something. Yeah. So. so let's talk about this season. How did you do this year? Yeah, so um, everybody's probably thinking, like, well, what the heck's wrong with this guy? Why, didn't he, why is he hunting? You know, why is he saying what he's saying? So back in July, I had a little incident at work um, where I uh, had to get surgery end of September. So I took advantage of, uh, like, the first 10 days of our hunting season here. And I was able to take a doe, and I took a, a nice eight-pointer. I was chasing a really big deer. Yeah, I'm looking um, at it right now. It's a nice buck. Yeah, thank you. I was, I was chasing a really big deer. I don't know what happened with him. Um, but I took a really nice eight-pointer. He's waiting to drop his sheds for me. Yeah, hopefully. I hope he's still alive. And he didn't break anything. This is the way it's going down in my mind, Joe. I hope, man. I hope. <laughs> I hope. So, but we've had a good year all together. Um, Amanda had taken a doe. Uh, her dad took a doe and a buck. And uh, so it's been a pretty good year. And now, you know, today's opening day of shotgun. So, yeah. so it's, you know, can only get better, I guess. Yeah. So I'm going to head to Ohio and hang out with some friends and, you know, finally get out after months of misery sitting here sitting in my house in november not doing anything i mean i just i can't tell you the torture that was Mm. so but yeah had a pretty good year good for what it was for what it was put that way so yeah well hey i'll tell you what man this is this has been a good talk i think uh, a lot of people are going to get a lot of especially uh, off the camera stuff you know i'm gonna gonna get a lot out of it um so, um, real quick, we talked about, well, this year here, you had some, well, you know what, we won't do this. Normally, I ask people what their what their bow setup is, cause just because I'm a gear guy. You can ask me, yeah. I don't care, it don't matter. All right, let's go over your bow setup. So, I have a Matthews Vertex. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I want to knock on wood here. I have not missed or wounded a deer with it. 
uh, and I just see no reason. So how many years old is that? That it's got model be five five years, I think. Is five it really? or six? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a custom HHA three pin uh, optimizer kingpin sight on there. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, first pin's twenty, second pin's thirty, third pin's forty, and then the bottom pin is a floating pin. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and then my rest is the QAD rest. And then I have uh, Stoker Eyes front and back bars. Uh, I think it's 12 inch up front, 8 inch in the back. And uh, Arrow set up. I'm shooting the um, Victory TKO. TKO. TKOs. Something yeah, like that. I've yeah. Heard, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're nice. Little meat missiles. You're probably going to hate me for this, but I got. <laughs> That's I got, how I gave you luck. I got rages. I know you shoot. I got rages on the front, baby. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Listen, they may not work for you, but they work for me. Yeah, DJ, DJ's <laughs> a big fan of them things, too. So I think it's just all about where you, where you hit the deer, man. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had luck with them. You know, I've taken some really some really crappy shots that I should, shouldn't have taken, you know, quartering to me, drove it right in his shoulder and he died, you know, 35 yards away. Didn't stand a chance. I've had other, other situations where the deer was completely broadside at 35 yards, chip shot. And I, for whatever reason, I made a bad shot, hit him back, but guess what? Called mm-hmm. the dog in dead deer, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and that's for me, that's, that's insurance right there. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, with, with anything like that, it, it's you got to have that whatever brings you confidence going into the woods. Yeah, yeah. it's tough because uh, I'm due for a new bow. She may not agree to that financially, but I just can't. I can't get rid of it. This thing's just it's 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 automatic. Yeah, like it's it's. I don't know. I used to have that Matthews DXT. That was my favorite bow <laughs> until this one. I had I had shot a deer high with that DXT one time. User, you know, user error. But yeah. once that happens, I got to get rid of you. You know what I mean? I got to bring somebody. <laughs> that's like board. back when I was a when I was an old motorhead. That's the way the old guys were. Yeah, you'd build a car up. It'd take them three years to build the car. They'd race it, mm-hmm. and the first time they lost to somebody special was somebody they hated. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, this car's gone. It's marked. <laughs> Selling it. You got to build a new Tainted. car. It's tainted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, eventually, at some point, what I really want to do—I mean, you know this better than anybody—is I want to, you know, I want to get a Black Widow longbow. Yeah. That's yeah. what I—that's what I want to do. For so long, I've been—I've been hunting, you know. I've—I've uh, I've done well, you know. I, I got some great deer on the wall. I've had a, a lot of great experiences, but I think a lot of my style of hunting. I've learned, especially not being able to hunt this year. I'm doing it wrong. I want to—I want to challenge myself. I want it to be harder. I want to do it with friends, you know. Um, I just want to totally revamp the way that I do things. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I feel the same way. This this there's going to be the year of change for me. I'm going to have a lot of changes going down. Yeah. Um. I know. Speaking from gear, you know, you and I keeping pretty good touch. Um. About our gear, and we ask each other a lot of questions. But what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And hey, what about these ropes? And blah blah blah. As we're building our stuff, our kit. But uh, you had some pretty good changes this year. What do you What are you yeah. running? I mean, obviously you're you got some farms, so you got some presets mm-hmm. that you don't need to have mobile stuff. But you you put a pretty good mobile uh, uh, yeah. kit together this, this year. This thing's what, unreal. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I'll always have my presets uh, mainly just for her 
and her dad and my dad. Um, and listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. If if I have a deer on camera, right. like I did this year, and he's coming into a preset, well, guess yeah. what? He's, yeah. Gonna, he's gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go after him. But um, I just like. I've noticed that when you go in and you you hunt a deer off of bait or off of one of these killing trees, it's a whole nother game, right? You're not only are you becoming a better hunter, but just the the deer themselves are just totally different. Mm-hmm. It's natural. Mm-hmm. They're calm. It for me, it's peaceful. I'm like, oh man, I don't have to be on pins and needles, you know, on over a bait pile or whatever the yeah. case may be. So I wanted to put together, you know, the best mobile set that I probably could and i've had a lot of good gear but this this um i mean do you want me to go over yeah 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 so i have the lone wolf custom gear 1.0 um i am a fat boy sorry the dogs are barking i guess they're agreeing with what i'm saying (laughs) but uh, i am a big boy so i have to have the 1.0 um i would really like to get the 2.0 but um so i'm running that i had i had all the sticks you could probably um think of but i i landed with these b sticks and they are perfect. They get me to the to the height that I want to be. They mm-hmm. pack well. They're light. Um, the whole system, you know, from from stick to stand to backpack. Um, and now I just got those hang free um, ropes, yeah. uh, stick attachments. I'm not even running buckle straps anymore, which is saying something. I'm 270 pounds. Well, yeah, it's like 270 pounds, mm-hmm. and I'm running these these rope attachments. And I mean, it's just. There's no, there's no sound. It's light. It's yeah. quick. I love it. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm dying to use it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm dying. I'm down in my basement putting it on a metal pole. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, if you do it there on a metal pole, you're gonna be good on a tree. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I, I I'm excited. I'm excited to just for to get back out there. So. Yeah, you run B B sticks too. Don't you? Yeah, I run B sticks. Yeah, a lot of what I do is is because of Todd. Yeah, yeah, we, we could just say that right now. Yeah. yeah, if Todd's doing it, Joe's probably doing it, <laughs> except for Hoink. <laughs> yeah, you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> right, never mind. I had to get that in there. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of change. Like I said, when when you're ready to order your Black Widow. I think we it would be good, especially you got all the some good camera gear. I think it would be a really good thing to put together. Yeah, how to build and tune a traditional bow. Yeah, like do it legitimately right. Okay, a, a video of it step by step. Yeah, I, I think it'd be good. You could break it. We could break it down into yeah small videos or whatever too. That's what scares me now, though, is making an investment like that. And you know, I I tried it a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember. I had yeah. that bear Montana, and I just realized that when you go traditional you have to go traditional at least for that year mm-hmm. you know for, well for me like yeah. i couldn't bounce back and forth between a compound to commit and, and a yeah. longbow and i you know i've said this to a couple of other my friends and they're like well what are you going to do when that you know that deer of lifetimes at 35 yards well for me it's good enough because i killed them you know what i mean yeah. even if i didn't really kill them with you know punch yeah. tag i you killed beat them. i beat you them beat yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what i mean yeah. i, I yeah, got gotcha. you many times yeah. and i think that's where i'm at now with my with my hunting and I want to accomplish certain things and and I do think bringing a whole new traditional aspect might ignite a fire in me to to start filming again and document that you know Um, but I'm just I'm nervous because of my shoulder like I'm I'm, you know it it requires some some physical yeah some physical when you get 100% back then you know what I mean they're going to know if if you should be doing it or not and then you know they're going to release you to, to do it right right yeah yeah that's what I'm waiting for. So it won't be this season, but hopefully 
it will buy me enough time, you know, in the off season to yeah. to be lethal with it and and to have faith and go out there and and execute and I'm just ready to have some fun. You know, yeah. what I mean? I'm tired of sitting in the same tree year after year. Yeah. Kind of, kind of doing the same thing. I need new ground. You know? That's so what I'm at right now. Well, that's what I was just saying. So when you say kind of like revamping, um, you know, the, the way you hunt, what what else other than like switching from compound to to a traditional? What what else does that look like? Do you know yet? Well, so you know, I don't want to go off too much, but something yeah. we didn't cover was I was uh, I spent a lot of years being a, a deer hunting guide out west. Mm. So you know, I I work in a prison. And there's endless amounts of overtime. So I'm working all this overtime away from my family, mm. away from things that I love, to turn around during the best time of the year and go give that time back to other people. Now, I do get small slices of the pie myself. You know, when I look around, there's a lot of great memories. I met yeah, a lot of great definitely. people. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until uh, last year um, I had met up with some friends that were going to Iowa. And I wasn't even hunting. I didn't have a tag. But I just went to, to hang out after kind of a bad experience with this outfitter that I was working for and I mean it was the best time of my life like yeah. just, I, it just made me realize like like, bro you're doing this all wrong you okay. know what I mean like so many years you could have been with your dad could have been with Todd other friends right. hunting and, and, and doing it your way instead of you know selling your soul to the devil kind of thing I got you. you know what I mean so, so with that I want to you know I've been hunting the same farms here right yeah. and a lot of that I you know I've, I've I don't want to sound like a jerk when I say this, but you, over time you narrow it down to where you need to be, mm. and that's usually the case year after year after year after year. Yeah. So it's the same tree stand in the same tree, the same ground blind on the same end of the field. Yeah. You know, it's it's the only difference might be it's beans one year, it's corn another year, or vice versa. That's really the only other difference, or it might be Amanda sitting in the tree instead of me this year. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever's yeah. turn it is. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to. I want to go out and I want to hunt deer. Yeah, gotcha. You know what I mean? I, yep. want to, I want to walk into a piece of land, whether it's mine or public, and I want to say, "This is where the deer are. This is where I need to be tonight." Yeah. And if I fail, I fail. But you learn. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just makes you that much better. I'm so. the same way. I, I need to get even all even hunting the, the same public for the last three or four years. Yeah. I need to make some changes. Yeah. I need to get off off the pieces, and uh, I need a bigger chunk of woods to expand into this year and we, we talked about where I, my plans are to, yeah, to go that's going to be exciting and I'll definitely be in the UP again this year yeah there, nothing's going to stop that good so well that's part of your your soul yeah absolutely yeah. like it, it was you hard it was that. hard this year to watch there was a lot of different uh, podcasts and stuff like that doing uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that out in Michigan right. you know what I mean yeah and uh, I'm like and a lot of people that had never been to like a deer camp situation and just how much fun they were having and yeah, yeah I missed that so much this year but yeah, it was a different story this year yeah yeah well like I said I think um, a lot of people I think this is a good conversation this is going to be a, a good one for us to get get the uh, podcast flowing again I really sure. appreciate you appreciate you and Amanda's time tonight man yeah, yeah. I, I, I really appreciate you guys you know allowing us to be on here and and just hanging out, like I said, you know, th- this is what I'm all about. You know what I mean? Like you guys were like, oh, we've never been fed before, but it's as I want to name drop here, Anthony Verga. If you're listening to this, yeah. it's all about the fellowship. Yeah, it's all about, the, it's that's, all about that's, that's, that's Anthony's yeah, thing, yeah. man. The fellowship. So um, too often we get away from that, and yeah. uh, and we need, I think, uh, as a community, we need to get 
more of it. Yeah, yeah maybe you should take a take a, a a bite out of the pie of the hunting pub. They didn't do their public land challenge this year. Maybe we should do a Seek Wilderness podcast public land challenge. <laughs> there you go. It'd be good. Just don't Take do it. it where you normally hunt because no, I think, no, no, I think that's no, where no. I think that's why they stopped doing it because they got they got exposed. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they deal with that. It. Yeah. If, if you if you document it, video it, yeah. it's gonna, they'll find it. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, like you said, man, we really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Um, this could be a good year. Yeah, this could be a real good year. I hope. Hopefully, we we're we're uh, tuning a uh, a black widow bolt for you this spring. That would be awesome. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, the mystical flight of the arrow, buddy. Yeah. All right. All right. Joe, appreciate it, man. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Yep. Yep. And that's that's it. So um, the three things we ask everybody to do is go. Uh, Give us a rate and a follow if you haven't, please. Um, it's been a while. Share it. Share it. Share it. And the most important part, go read Genesis 27.3. Read it, understand it, and know why we put it in every one of our podcasts. Thanks a lot, guys. Later. See ya. Seek well